0: A new strategic plan for OHSU Healthcare was unveiled at a leadership meeting on Friday. The plan is visualized in the form of a house, with culture as the foundation. It's Tuesday, October 31st, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. I spoke with Mitch Wasden, Executive Vice President and CEO of OHSU Healthcare, about the recent strategic plan rollout and the new emphasis on culture. I also asked him about the evolution of OHSU from being primarily located in one location to operating as a health system.
1: Yeah, so uh, as most people know, we've uh, been in a partnership with Tuolity in Hillsboro for a few years now, and we're getting ready to uh, become part of a partnership with Adventist Health as well. So as we add additional uh, facilities into the family and physicians and staff, uh, we go f- to something bigger, you know, than we've been in the past. And so that we become a health system that becomes attractive to payers and employers because our geographic coverage is more accommodating to patients throughout the Portland metro area.
0: The Strategic plan is depicted as a house or someone said it looks more like a chateau because the, uh, flat roof. Uh, can you walk me through it? What does the roof represent?
1: Yeah. So the, uh, the roof represents all of our mission, vision and values. And essentially this idea that patients are our purpose. And then as you come below the roof line, you've got our goals and uh, our goals are around four areas, which are uh, important areas for us right now, and that's our people, uh, access, value, and academics. And uh, and we picked a lot of those areas because uh, we hadn't had people as a pillar in some of the old uh, OPEX houses, and so we thought that would be very, very important to add uh, access because The hospital is so full and because some of the clinic access has been a bit challenging, we wanted to remind people that access is our front door and it doesn't matter how good you are. If people can't get in to see you, uh, then that's a problem. And then this third pillar around value is really this idea that uh, healthcare has become very, very expensive over the last 20 years people are struggling to afford it, Uh, state governments are struggling to afford it, and that in addition to quality and uh, patient experience, we always have to remember that uh, if it's unaffordable, it doesn't matter how good we are either. And so uh, there's this formula that says uh, your quality plus your patient satisfaction divided by cost is what value is. And so our, uh, our aspiration is to be a high-value organization. And then uh, academics, because we're a, a, a academic medical center, yeah, teaching and research are obviously gonna be important goals as well. So that's kind of those areas.
0: And then uh, on the bottom is the foundation. What's the foundation of the house?
1: So uh, the foundation of the house is culture and there's an old saying that Peter Drucker made famous you know, that says uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast. And so if we're going to have a uh, strategic plan on this one page in this house, we want to acknowledge culture and that it's really the foundation and that if you don't have a solid foundation, all your strategies kind of fly apart. And so, uh, so the culture uh, is called the power of one. Together we imagine, inspire, engage, and excel, and those are like the characteristics that we want of our culture. Uh, they're uh, they're things that while we have work to do, we want to make sure we do them in a certain way. Uh, you know, we want to inspire people and, and excel, and you know, do these uh, different characteristics uh, of our day-to-day work.
0: Great, and then uh, tell me about the house rules that are off to the side.
1: The first house rule is called work indoors, and it basically just says that 95% of what we do as an organization or as an individual should be things within the house or that you see on the house, and that if you're not working on those things, then you're probably working on the wrong things. And it, it actually makes it easier to focus the organization to say, if we're going to do a quality improvement project, it should probably be something that's on the house. Right? If we're going to do uh, some other strategic initiative, is it really something that, uh, that the house has identified as important? Uh, so that's the first rule. The second rule is build equity, uh, which uh, there are 10 metrics uh, on our goals that we track. And so say, for example, uh, one of those is to be the lowest cost healthcare provider in our region. So say I decided to get a group together and we were going to try and lower the cost of some uh, supply and we met for a, you know uh, months and months and months and we got $500 of savings. That's good, but uh, could your group had focused on a bigger opportunity? So was there an opportunity out there that would help you save $20,000? So we, we wanna get people oriented to think about what the biggest opportunity as you could go after and go after that one.
0: Can you walk me through the process that you went through for developing the strategic plan and the culture statement and who all was involved in that?
1: Yeah. So, uh, it was, uh, really important that we had a lot of input on this. And so as some employees might remember a few months ago, we sent out a survey to all uh, all 10,000 employees That asked them, you know, what are the important things that we should focus on? Uh, What are values that we live well? What are values we should live better? And got some feedback. We took all that data to a, a leadership retreat where we had 200 people there. And we broke them up into five groups and we had them work on, you know, what should our culture statement be? What should we focus on? What should our metrics be? And we kept refining it. We took it back to a lot of other uh, leadership meetings, uh, the uh, OPP board meetings, the clinical chairs meeting, the, some administrative meetings, and, uh, and finally you know, refined it down to this one pager. And, uh, and that's what we launched this last Friday.
0: So let's get back to the culture piece, because uh, I know that's really important to you, and I think it's probably the most interesting kind of new addition to our strategic plan. Uh, there's two behaviors associated with each of the four principles within the, the culture statement. Why do you think it's important to define these behaviors and really our culture in this way?
1: So uh, without prescriptive behaviors, people may have different interpretations of what these uh, characteristics mean. So, you know, to one person, uh, imagine could mean th- you know something completely different than to another person. So uh, having two behaviors, it makes it a little bit easier to know what we're going for. So with Imagine, we've got this idea that uh, we want people to feel free to invent the future and to simplify complexity. So part of the problem in healthcare is it's highly regulated, it's very costly, it's very complex. When uh, patients call, You know, for appointments, we could have hundreds of appointment types, and, you know, our our bills that we send out are very difficult to understand, and that's true in all of healthcare. And so it's this idea of how do we reinvent or how do we invent the future and just simplify it, you know, for for people. Um, Around Inspire uh, is this idea that uh, we always want to be lifting others. And we want people to connect to the mission. So a lot of times at work, we can get really worn out. Uh, you can get a little. Uh, you can become a little self, you know, f- uh, focused a bit if you're uh, having a tough day at work. And uh, taking a little bit of time to connect to the mission and remember why you're here—that uh, we're here for the patient—and that's uh, that's the most important thing—is uh, kind of a way that you can inspire uh, others and yourself uh, by keeping it about the mission and then engage, we've got this idea of the 10-5 rule and assume positive intent. And so the 10-5 rule just simply means that if you're within 10 feet of people, you visually acknowledge them, and if, if you're within five feet, you verbally acknowledge them. And this is a big place, lots of people. It's very easy to feel institutional and impersonal. And so, just so long as when we're walking down the halls we're looking up, not looking at our phones, but we're looking for people looking back. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to uh, jump in front of people and startle them so that you can greet them, but <laughs> but uh, be looking for people looking up and looking back. Uh, a lot of times you'll find people who are lost or because you're just paying attention uh, to the people in the building, and that's important. Uh, the idea around assume positive intent is uh, it's very, you know, uh, Common uh, to sometimes uh, assume the worst, and so this is you know just hitting the pause button and trying to assume the best about people. And then our last uh, behavior is excel, uh, which is uh, having a say do ratio of one to one, which means we do what we say we're going to do. So if we say we're going to get a result or we're going to you know hit our budgets or get a certain quality uh, metric, that we do that. And then uh, reaching higher is the uh, last Excel behavior. And it's kind of this idea that we're never you know, satisfied or resting on our laurels. Uh, you know, if we, if we uh, came in number 12 in the Visient ranking, well, how do we become top 10? You know, how do we always push ourselves to be better so that we never get complacent? So when we created all of these, we, uh, we asked people, so what should the culture statement be? Uh, and at the retreat, a lot of people said, "Well, it should be about the collective. It should be about the group, and but it should be personal." And you know, there's a lot of different ideas around it, and so that's where this idea of the power of one came from. Is it has three meanings, and the first meaning is the power of the individual. Uh, we have a group of very diverse uh, employees with uh, different backgrounds, different perspectives and we always want to acknowledge you know the individual uh and their ability to do great things just uh even by themselves but then the second meaning is this power of uh, having uh, one mission you know that uh that we combine our our teaching research and clinical care and coming together as one uh, entity to do those three things well and then the last is really the idea about uh, just aspiring to always be number one so uh, is an organization. So you've seen our recent ad campaigns around town that says, you know, the number one hospital in the number one place to live, and a lot of people in town, you know, don't really know that we're uh, ranked uh, by U.S. News and others as having, you know, the best uh, clinical programs, and uh, you know we need to let people know that be that are making choices about which health plans they sign up for, uh, or where to go and get their care.
0: So how would you like to see the strategic plan used on a day-to-day basis?
1: So I think on a day-to-day basis, uh, you would like to see people use it in their public language, even things around if we're working on a problem and we've got 10 pages of diagrams and it's really complicated. You know, if we kind of ask ourselves, okay, have we simplified complexity? Could it be one page? You know, could we get it down to just the essence of what we need to know? So I think using the language of the strategic plan and the culture in our day-to-day is probably the best way uh, to ensure that people will live it uh, one of the things around culture that helps to really reinforce it is uh to to call on somebody at huddles or at majorly le- it kind of uh, staff meetings or whatnot just to recite the culture and uh and then it helps us all remember it you know we all have to remember oh okay what, what was that again because i might get called on uh and then the person who's reciting it can call on their friends to say okay can you tell me the behaviors for engage can you tell me the behaviors for inspire and doing that kind of assures that it'll be top of mind uh we'll do some other things we'll have a rewards program where you can give somebody an inspire card you know if they did a great job you know inspiring people uh we'll make it part of uh quarterly grow conversations where you know we'll uh let people know if we think they're living the the characteristics of the culture, well, and the behaviors. So we'll do other other little things like that to and you know reinforce
0: the importance of culture. You know, a year from now, when you're looking back, what do you what do you hope will you'll see when you look out at OHSU?
1: A year from now, it would be great if you could stop and employ any employee in the hall and and see them living the behaviors and if you don't see them living them be able to say hey do you can you recite them do you know what the power of one you know culture statement is just to make sure that it's top of mind and that people are doing it uh also i think for people to really be able to point to well what are the metrics we're trying to do what are what are the strategies we're trying to do as an organization uh because you know there's a lot of us in the clinical enterprise we're all pulling in the same direction but if you don't know where you're pointing to then it gets hard to know uh, if you're working on the right things. So I think just an awareness that the house exists, uh, what the components are, that when you're starting to work on something, you should just check back in with it and make sure that you're uh, working on the right things.
0: Well, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, you bet. Thanks.
0: OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced and edited by Kelsey Huwall and myself. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.